Hi, you're listening to Stepping Forward Podcast with Rachel Rawlinson and Sarah Susoff. We are here to discuss all things step parenting, including difficulties with stepchildren, former spouses, finances, custody, and more. Together, we have over 15 years experience in step parenting and over 21 years combined experience working professionally with children. Today, we're going to talk about having boundaries with your partner, your significant other. Boundaries are one of my favorite things to talk about, and I feel like there are a lot of reasons to have boundaries and a lot of reasons people struggle to have boundaries and don't know how to set boundaries. And I'm just going to be straightforward and admit that while I also love boundaries, this (laughs) is an area where I am not as good at creating and enforcing boundaries. Finally, something Rachel's not good at. Oh, please. (laughs) I have a long list. (laughs) I was excited to hear that because on the previous few episodes, I keep feeling like, oh, I make so many mistakes. And I have. Boundaries have been a long and arduous road for me. Uh, But I think even just since I've known you, you've taught me quite a bit about boundaries. So I'm excited to hear more from you. That's awesome. Um, One of my favorite things to do in my work as a school psychologist has been to teach kids about boundaries because um, I work in a middle school and we live in a really unique culture in Utah where people... Um, girls especially, don't know how to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. They don't know that if a boy wants them to do something, that they can say no. And that saying no isn't mean. It's something my stepdaughter struggled with when they were younger. Yeah. And it's something, that is something that I have tried to make sure that my stepdaughters are very clear on. Yep. (laughs) Sometimes it backfires because they're like, (laughs) mom, no. Uh And I'm like, okay, those are not words you use for me. Chris and I always, we discussed that a lot because we had the kids every, you know, other ones, every Wednesday and every other weekend. So we had a lot of time without them to talk about it. Yeah. And we wanted them to be able to say no to us in certain things. Uh-huh. Not everything, but yeah. in certain things. <laughs> it's true. And we yeah. do want to give them the opportunity to practice making choices and yes. um, learning how to set and keep those boundaries. Exactly. So I like to describe boundaries to my kids as a fence that helps protect us and helps keep people out that we don't necessarily want in there. And because I have dogs and not kids of my own, I compare everything to my dogs. But um, I talk about how with my dogs, I wouldn't just let them run out into the street anytime that they wanted to be outside. I have them outside in a backyard where there's a fence that's a boundary Mm -hmm. and that helps them not get run over by cars. And for some reason, my middle school students love that analogy and it really makes sense to them. (laughs) I think it's very clear. It makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. because I think by middle school, most kids have had interactions with pets and trying to keep them safe. (laughs) And especially with dogs and cats, like they just take off and you're like, ah, what do I do? (laughs) Freak out. (laughs) So I think all of them have experienced that panic to at least some extent, even if it's not their pet. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And boundaries are a way of protecting your own personal energy and the space that impacts you. So there's lots of kinds of boundaries you can set. You can set physical boundaries. We're going to talk about that when we talk about how to set boundaries with a co-parent. You can set financial boundaries. You can set emotional boundaries and you can set... I don't know, any other kind of boundaries you can think of. (laughs) It's true. And when you think about it in terms of that they're there to protect you, it helps 
people feel better, generally speaking, about enforcing those boundaries. Definitely. I think that knowing where someone else stands helps you to be more respectful of their position. Definitely. We have one teacher at my school who's got really good boundaries and is very straightforward in the things that she says. And I love that because I know what she's thinking and you don't have to guess. And Mm -hmm. it's really nice to be around people who have healthy boundaries. But it's a really hard transition if you haven't learned how to set boundaries or don't know that they're okay. And it might feel like people are pushing you away instead of protecting themselves. Yes, that's true. I saw a meme. <laughs> I know we love memes um, that said that the uh, the only people who can't uh, oh, dang it, I'm messing it up. Do you remember what it says? It was like the people who benefit from you not having boundaries. Yeah, is... the only the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the people who were benefiting from you not having any. Yes, it's so true. Um, something <laughs> like that. And it it is true. I I mean, not 100% of the time. Like sometimes people are like, oh, this is different and I don't know how to react, mm-hmm. but they can eventually recover from that. Yep. The people that get upset and stay upset that you have boundaries, though, that's a red flag. And they're the ones who really need it. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> so in terms of thinking about boundaries, um, you want to set them so that you protect your energy, so that you kind of protect yourself from people who might take advantage of you, which can shockingly happen in co-parenting situations. <laughs> um, and you sometimes need to set them with your spouse or your partner, because even though you're with that person and you're in a committed relationship, that doesn't mean they get 100% of your time, emotional energy. Um, that doesn't mean that they get to demand that you do pickups and childcare and things like that. So it's super important to talk about those things. Yeah. And I think, uh, going into my marriage, I was like so gung ho about having a family because that's what I had wanted for so long. Yeah. I jumped in with both feet and Uh (laughs) like, I, even when my husband would ask me like, Hey, would you be okay with doing this? I'd be like, why are you even asking? Of course I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. They're my kids too. And I love them. Like they're my own. And, Uh you know, and I think, um, in a lot of ways, he was trying to set those boundaries. And I was like, what are boundaries? Why do I, what's going on here? Even though in other relationships, I had been pretty good about setting boundaries. Yeah. That was one where I, I needed and still need some education. That makes sense. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's an ongoing process to set boundaries and boundaries are cool because they can be flexible when they need to be and when you mm-hmm. want them to be. But like you mentioned um, before we were recording this, sometimes you need to know where your boundaries are and they're staying there and they're not going to move. So maybe it's that you're not going to, you know, watch the kids for 87 hours a day while your partner's at work. (laughs) um, Maybe you don't want to cook all the meals or, you know, some things like that, that maybe you don't want to communicate with the ex. Maybe those are your boundaries with your partner. Absolutely. I'm going to talk about burnout for just a second, if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be great. So stepmom burnout is a real thing. And a lot of times, like you mentioned, we get into relationships and we're like, I'm going to do everything. I love these kids. I've always wanted kids. I don't have any of my own. And we just go gung-ho and we Mm -hmm. do everything for them. We pick them up. We take them places. We take them to the doctor and the dentist and everywhere else because nobody else is taking them. We, um, you know, parent them. We try to teach them everything that we know because we love them so much and we want Mm -hmm. them to be happy and successful in life. And we burn out 
which is not a surprise. It takes us a long time to figure that out sometimes and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing all these things. They have two other parents that are mostly capable of doing things for them that can do that. Mostly. (laughs) I know, depending on your situation. (laughs) Oh, shoot. And, and yes, definitely. It's uh, one thing that is so tricky about setting these boundaries is that if you think about um, people who are just starting off in a relationship with no children, Mm -hmm. they have more time. Oh yeah. One-on-one to figure out what bothers the other person, what bothers them, what, you know, and explain that to each other. And usually they even have a year or more of marriage mm-hmm. to figure out all of those little things, right? Yep. Whereas when you're coming into a marriage where there are already children, there are more layers. It's more complicated. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't get as much one-on-one time, no matter what level of custody you have there is less one-on-one time than there would typically be. And so you're figuring out so many layers and levels of people and boundaries and background and different beliefs and different traditions, which we'll tap into in another episode. And it's just so much all at once that that can be really overwhelming in and of itself. It is. I was thinking back as you were talking, when I first married my husband, I was just working as a secretary for a financial advisor. And it was a little stressful because we were doing wealth management stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we were dealing in the hundreds of millions of dollars with things. So I would get home from work and I was like, I just need 15 minutes to myself. Mm -hmm. I need 15 minutes of quiet time. And my job wasn't busy. There were six of us in the office, Um, but it just like emotionally, it was taxing dealing with that kind of stuff and working and having the kids home right when I got home and like, Sarah, what are you doing? What are you, you know, what are we going to have for dinner? Uh And what are we going to do tonight? And what are our plans? And I'm so excited to see you and guess how my day was. And I was like, "Ah, I can't handle this. I'm an introvert. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that was a boundary I set kind of quickly. Like I need 15 minutes and I would go in the room and I'd lay down on my bed. Cause before that I was single, I could take a nap whenever I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much after we got married, but, um, (laughs) I would go down and 15 minutes was all I needed at that point in time. Now Mm -hmm. where we have the kids more and, you know, we see them more and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can take a three hour nap during the day. It's fine. We'll see (laughs) them again tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah. Um, But boundaries, yeah, are super important. And you have to recognize when you're first together that there's a lot of things you all are adjusting to with each other. Mm -hmm. And so setting those boundaries and being um, aware of what you need in each moment is super helpful. It definitely is. And I I also feel that when you've been single and you're going into this family situation, it's it can be a shock to your system. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, you're used to being able to spend your money how you want, to spend oh, your yeah. time how you want, to, you know, when you put something down somewhere and you come back later, it's still there. Uh-huh. But once you have kids, <laughs> I miss that. Nothing. <laughs> is where you left it. Uh-huh. Your makeup, your hairbrush, your silverware. Uh, I don't know, like <laughs> your underwear. I'm like, really? Like, and where are my socks that are like five times too big for your little tiny feet? You know, it's um every piece of your life 
can get, I don't want to say infiltrated, but infiltrated <laughs> by these adorable little children. <laughs> yeah, 2319. Um, and uh, it, it's definitely a shock. So it is important to make sure that you get that alone time, that mm-hmm. you get that time for uh, reading or going to the gym or whatever it is that makes you tick crocheting Huge. or, uh-huh. um, and that's something that I did not do well at the beginning Me either. Of, and I still struggle with it. Uh-huh. You know, um, Dan and I have had many different permutations of splitting <laughs> workloads in the house uh-huh. and outside of the home, um, in just our four years together. And, Um, Also, along with that, many different configurations of our custody arrangement. So things are constantly changing, Mm -hmm. which means that our boundaries have had to constantly be changing and our schedules have had to change. And it's definitely been complicated. Yes. It's been tough to find those boundaries. And it seems like as soon as we get good boundaries set, something else changes and we have to change them again to kind of fit the new situation. And I have found, cause I'm working full time mm-hmm. and Dan's staying home with the kids primarily right now. And a lot of times I pick up the kids on my way home from work because I go to work earlier and get off earlier. And I don't have any real transition time yes. between work and home. And it's, as soon as the kids are in the car, they want to tell me everything, uh-huh. <laughs> everything. <laughs> and, um, and then I get home and my two-year-old's like, mom, I'm, I need you. I missed you, you know, and uh-huh. he wants to climb all over me. And it's, it's hard to find that time. And if anything, I think, uh, my husband has almost had to force me to do it because I'm like, no, I don't want to be away from the kids. Right. <laughs> because you do love them at the end of the day. Yeah. And you want to spend time with them. <laughs> and it's like, I know I need that separation, but at the same yeah. time, I don't, I don't want it because I miss them as soon as they're gone. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think in setting boundaries, it's a huge conversation to have all the time. And it takes a lot of mental energy too. Uh So you have to think about, do I have the mental energy and the emotional bandwidth to deal with this right now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, And then we'll edit this out. Okay. I like this whole edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Some examples of boundaries we talked about like physical and emotional, but maybe it's things like um, your partner communicates with their co-parent or the two of you do it together, but on a day that you're struggling, maybe you wait a few hours until things calm down a little bit. Yes, that's the strategy we use a lot that's in this awesome. house. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of my um, personal triggers I tend to like when people tell me how to do stuff or tell me what their decision is that affects me, I'm like, mm-mm, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So it's a huge boundary for me. And one I've learned to like set with myself, I guess, is a good way to put it. When I get a text that's upsetting from his ex-wife or she says something that irritates me, I put my phone down and walk away. And I wait until I'm calmer and can focus on something else to deal with it. That's a wise thing to do. It took a long time to learn, but it's been helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, hard. I tend to kind of rant and rave about it for a little bit. Mm. And then I'm like... Okay, I can do something else now. I got it. I know. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like we need that 
like out of release of information. Yeah. Or not information, emotion. <laughs> I go post in one of my Facebook stepmom groups. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys, you will never believe what just happened. <laughs> and they never believe it because it's always something unexpected. <laughs> it is. Insanity. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, another boundary you can set is emotional. So saying like, I need X amount of time to deal with my emotions. So you mentioned going to the gym spending time with yourself, doing things with friends, that is all emotional Mm -hmm. self-care. The gym is also physical self-care and it's fun, but Uh, (laughs) sometimes. Matter of opinion. (laughs) That's okay. We can disagree. Okay. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Um, But having a way to deal with your emotions is really helpful because that way you're not verbally vomiting them all over your spouse all the time. Oh, so true. I know. I did that for a long time. And finally I was like, I got to stop this. I still do it. I need to work on that. It's okay. We're all learning. We're all human. It's fine. (laughs) Um, You might have physical boundaries like the, and they might be court enforced. Things like the um, co-parents are not allowed on each other's property. I've seen this happen in Mm -hmm. groups where um, they had a house together or something together. And then the, you know, the ex still just like walks in the door, like it's no big deal. Oh, which (laughs) would drive me up the wall. Me too. And I would never feel safe or comfortable in my own home. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing uh, for my husband in in their separation agreement, he was awarded the home with the kids. And um, after he and I had started dating, uh, his ex-wife had messaged and said, well, I'm going to come and get all my stuff out that's, that was awarded to me in the divorce. And he was like, well, we're not going to be home then. So let's set up a different time. Uh And she said, oh, I still have my key. I'll just come and get it. Nope. (laughs) And no. uh -uh. And it was like, it was traumatizing. I bet. For my spouse, because he was like, this is my space now. This is like, I don't feel safe with you coming in, especially when I'm not there and just, you know, having free reign of whatever. And, um, And it was a matter of, she was, you know, she said, oh, well, the decree doesn't say anything about the house, just the separation agreement said that. And the decree wipes out everything from before. And he's like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) So um, that was, that was a somewhat terrifying moment for him because he did not feel safe at all and and did not feel safe with her having the key Mm -hmm. and ended up having to get the locks changed and, Um, having someone stay in his house while he was gone for the weekend Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, uh, that is a physical boundary that is, it's huge. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I like that he had the locks changed because that's my advice. If you have a shared house. Oh yeah. It's really important to make sure that you're protecting your space Mm -hmm. and delineating what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Sometimes it's hard for people who have been together in such a close relationship and then split up to talk about what their boundaries are too. I think so. Yeah. And learning that is tricky and interesting. So there's lots of boundaries that you can set up, but the takeaway is that boundaries are super, super healthy. They protect you. They protect the people that you love. And it's important for you to take care of yourself. We're going to talk self-care later too, because Mm -hmm. as stepmoms and just as women, that's critical 
But as stepmoms in a situation that may or may not be high conflict, that may or may not be, you know, emotionally draining lots of times, it's so important. And stepdads too. True. I, yes. We're both women and we tend to frame things as, as uh, from a stepmom perspective, but this is also important for stepdads. Um, since we're on the subject of boundaries and having uh, good, healthy boundaries. One thing I wanted to bring up is that you've heard us both mention that we live in Utah. Um, we've both mentioned the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, for us, that is not a boundary to keep people away from us. Um, Sarah is no longer a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am. And I feel like we are able to coexist wonderfully. <laughs> I agree. Yes. <laughs> and we welcome anyone to this podcast with different beliefs or similar mm -hmm. beliefs. And we welcome you to include any of those in your messages to us because we recognize that it can complicate things. It does. Uh, especially if there are differing religious views or political mm -hmm. views or any type of views between families. So, and that can be very taxing on step parents, yes. on biological parents and yep. on the children yeah. and even on the extended family. So please don't shy away from bringing that information to this podcast. Mm -hmm. We don't have a boundary keeping any of that out. Right. Our boundaries are of respect and honoring the place where other people are coming from. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So we wanted to make sure that everyone knows that you are welcome here and you are loved. Yep, no matter what. Okay, so thank you for listening to today's episodes about boundaries. Please feel free as always to message us in our Facebook group or on our Facebook page, Stepping Forward Podcast, on Instagram or Twitter at Step Forward Show. Or you can email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, you can send questions and comments there in writing or in voice memo form. Um, and please know that if you share through there, it might end up on the show. So if you don't want that, make sure you tell us in your message. And everything is shared anonymously unless you specifically want a shout out from us. <laughs> shout out. Yikes. And we're willing to do that because y'all are awesome. Yep, for sure. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, keep on stepping. Only want love in this heart. Don't know it all, but it's a start. No room for hate. No room for greed. Love, love